Okay, so we have a lot to go over today around Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State in the last bedlam, or at least that's how it's going to feel for a while because Oklahoma State doesn't want to continue this rivalry as Oklahoma is going into the SEC. That's something that we're going to talk about tomorrow in a separate video, so stay tuned for that. But we're going to talk about bedlam and recruiting today. So there's a lot of negativity and poison out there surrounding Jeff Levy and Oklahoma after the loss to KU in Lawrence, rightfully so. So here's what I need from you guys. Sit back, buckle up, and join the discussion because Bedlam's here. We're here to talk about it. All right. This is the last Bedlam for a while, guys. If you're Oklahoma, you've got to come out aggressive in a really hostile environment, you got to shut this Oklahoma State crowd up quick. They're going to show up. They're going to be ready. It's 2.30 kickoff, right? So they've got time to go tailgate, get a little drunk, get intoxicated, show up to the stadium, rowdy. You're going you're, you're, you're to hear it from the student section. You're going to hear it from these fans. So if you're Oklahoma, what are some of these keys coming into the game, right? What do you have to do to be able to win it? And I know what y'all are going to say. We'll touch to that in here in a minute. But... The front seven for Oklahoma, you have to be on your A-plus game with or without Danny Stutzman to be able to stop Ollie Gordon, who's been on a tear for Oklahoma State. If you guys aren't aware of what Ollie Gordon's been doing, he's a sophomore out of Fort Worth, Texas, at 6'1", 211 pounds, and Dooch has been on a monstrous tear for Oklahoma State, getting about... 1,087 yards, 10 touchdowns, averaging about 7.7 yards a game. Now, crazy thing is, Ollie Gordon was not doing this in his first three games of the season. He only, in his first three games of the season, had 44 yards, 53 yards, and 12 yards against that South Alabama defense that actually is one of the top 40 defenses in the country. So uh, South Alabama at least has something there against Oklahoma State. But after that, you really saw Ollie Gordon come into his self. Against Iowa State, and that loss, 121 yards. Against Kansas State, he had 136 yards. Against KU, he had 168 yards, averaging 5.8 there. And then against West Virginia, 282 yards with a 9.7 average. Against Cincinnati, 271 with a 10.8 average. And listen, when you look at Ollie Gordon, this has been the answer for Oklahoma State that they have needed, right? This is uh, a guy that is... If he continues to play at this level, getting 175-plus yards a game, yeah, you could see this guy win the Heisman and be one of Oklahoma State's Heisman winners, which would be crazy to think about, right? So if you're Oklahoma, I know Danny Stutzman probably doesn't play in this game. When you look at the injury at KU, I mean, I get it. Danny Stutzman's going to want to play here. He is a competitive guy, but, I mean, to me, it feels like, hey, if that ankle sprain or injury is as bad as we think it is, this dude probably needs to sit out a couple games, get it healthy, because you're going to want him healthy in the Big 12 championship game. And this is a game you should be able to win without Danny Stutzman, right? If he's on the sideline, great. He brings a lot of energy there. He'll bring a lot of coaching. But you should be able to win this game without Danny Stutzman. Kip Lewis, Kobe McKenzie, those dudes are out there are dogs. They should be able to replace the absence of Danny Stutzman. Now... The thing about Ollie Gordon is he's going to run through tackles. He's not easily brought down. So the defensive line has to beat the offensive line for Oklahoma State, which they didn't do well against Kansas. And they need to be able to apply pressure to Bowman and Ollie Gordon in that backfield. They need to make the presence known. On the whole, this is a pretty healthy position for Oklahoma. They need to be able to get home. 
And additionally, this offense for Oklahoma State, it's pretty simple. It's pretty vanilla. You watch it, you don't see anything out there complicated. It's not like Kansas where you're going to see them make a ton of shifts in their offensive play calling. They're going to come out there and they're going to roll what they want to roll. So Oklahoma should be able to come out here and stop this pretty easily. We've seen Oklahoma be able to do this to similar offenses and shut them down. If this is a game for Oklahoma, this is your bounce-back game. You have to be able to show the world the past two games were an anomaly to how you played the season. You were ranked number nine in the college football playoffs. The college football playoff committee gave you the benefit of the doubt. Don't prove them wrong. So second, for Oklahoma, right? The offensive line and running back positions for the offense have to be more consistent. Here's what I mean by this. Caden Green needs to play more. He's one of your best offensive linemen on this team. And although he's a true freshman, Caden Green is one of the guys that gives you the best chances to win on this offensive line. Additionally, when it comes to Rouse or Sexton, you need to decide before the game who's getting those snaps and stop rotating out a thousand times based on the play call. Yes, both of them do things really well, but it's hard for the running backs to gain chemistry with this offensive line and be able to understand exactly what they want to be able to do and where those holes are going to develop if the offensive line has continued to rotate. Meaning, Rouse probably should be your guy in this game and you should take the loss in the run game because, well, he doesn't defend the run or he doesn't block the run game as well as Sexton does, but Oklahoma State's not very good at passing the ball. They're allowing, or uh, at, at defending the passing game. They're allowing 238.9 passing yards per game, and Rouse is good in pass protection. So, in my opinion, you should play Rouse, take the loss in the run game, because if Tommy Walker's able to play for you, or Javante Barnes, Gavin Sawchuk, um, Marcus Major, then guess what? That should be enough. They should be able, those running backs after this past week should understand how to find the holes. Even if Rouse is in there, right? Maybe favorite to one side. This is the one that I think a lot of you guys are going to want to focus on. And I sympathize with you. I empathize here. Now, again, I'm going to emphasize this. I am not under the impression that it's solely Jeff Levy's play calling. I think the blame call is all on Jeff. I think a lot of the blame call, or I, I, I believe a lot of the blaming should be on Jeff Webby, but I don't think it's all play calling. I think a lot of it is your rotations. Are you getting your position coaches on the same page as you so that you're not rotating so much throughout the game that your team is not able to build the chemistry together? I think that's important here. But over the past two weeks, play calling hasn't been good. Now, you called one of the best drives you've ever had in that Texas game. You called a pretty good Texas game. Replicate what you did against Texas in this game and for the rest of the season. And here's the thing. If you see a really good play-calling scheme by Jeff Levy, DG throws the ball 30-plus times in this game and gets over 350 yards through the air. That's, that's how you win this game. And that's how you consider this good play-calling game. Now, if Oklahoma goes up 35-42-0, then yeah, I think you start to see them get a little bit more conservative. But at that point, they've kept their foot on their throat. And I'll say this, you got to play the win. You can't play to be conservative. And I'll say what everybody else has been saying in the comments. No jet sweeps. Should we make a t-shirt? 
Jim down in the comments below if you guys would buy a t-shirt that had Jeff Levy's face on it and said no jet sweeps. But I look at the matchup here. The matchup for Oklahoma against Oklahoma State. And the matchup predictor gives Oklahoma an 80% chance to win this game. Oklahoma, 19.3% chance. Oklahoma, outside of the running back position, listen, you have the matchups. Defensively, offensively, you have the matchups outside of the running back position. When you look at total yards, Oklahoma, one of the better offenses in the country. You took a step down last week. You can get back up there. 489.8, 308 through the air, 180 on the ground. If you're Oklahoma, listen, stick to what you're good at. 308 through the air, go for 350, 400 this game. Yards allowed, 370. Listen, the past two weeks have not helped Oklahoma out, meaning this defense has an opportunity to reconcile what they have done over the past couple of games. Go out there, make your stops, stop Ollie Gordon. Listen, the College Football Committee, they'll be watching this game. They will take notice. A lot of people are going to be watching the last bedlam. So, they say it's going to be about 59 degrees. I believe it'll probably be a little bit colder than that throughout the game. It's been kind of cold now. So, there's, that should not be an excuse. 2.30 kickoff on ABC. The line, minus six in favor of Oklahoma. Over under 61 points. Listen, the line at minus six tells you they really, really favor that Danny Stutzman loss for Oklahoma State. It's less than a touchdown. I don't think it's going to be less than a touchdown. I think Oklahoma has an opportunity to come out here and make a statement, and I think they will. They have heard the noise. I think DG probably has a heart-to-heart -heart with Jeff Levy this week. I think Brent Venables has had a heart-to-heart -heart with Jeff Levy. And I think this whole coaching staff is going to get their heads out of their rear ends. Because at the end of the day, regardless whether you want to admit it, Brent Venables made some bad calls in the last game. He should have called timeout on that fourth and six on your 46-yard line. You do that, you get your defense together, there's a good chance they probably make that stop. And then you don't see Kansas get in to the red zone. Right? You get the ball back, you win that game, and you're 8-0. So... I've got Oklahoma winning this game 45 to 17. And I'm not saying that, hey, that's what they're going to win it by. That's what they should win this game by. They should win this game 45 to 17 or better, right? Meaning you hold Oklahoma State to less or you score more. But you should win this game by that kind of margin and that kind of score. That's what Oklahoma fans expect. You walk out of there with a 45 to 17 victory. I don't think you're going to have a lot of the questions that you had leaving the UCF and KU game. As long as you continue to play the way that you have been, right? All season long. Replicate the Texas game. That was a good game for Oklahoma. If this is this is a big game for you. This is going to decide a lot about who's going to the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma State. Guys, did you guys know that they're number three in the conference right now? In the rankings? Right behind Iowa State at four and one. Did you guys know Iowa State was four and one? Did you guys know Kansas State's four and one? This Big 12 championship race, it's tight right now. Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Texas, Kansas State, they're all up there with each other. And if you're Oklahoma, there's a chance you have to play Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. Kansas State's going to Texas this weekend. They beat Texas, they're putting themselves in the driver's seat. Meaning you want to get a lot of this run game stuff that you've not been very good at the past couple of weeks cleaned up before you potentially go into that game. Because even if you have to play Texas, Texas is going to try to run that ball down your throat. Jonathan Brooks, Cedric Baxter, they're decent running backs. 
So I look at this game for Oklahoma and I say, hey, listen, get back to what you have done well all season. Get back to passing the ball. Get Nick Anderson the ball. Get Jalil Farouk the ball. Let's see a little bit more Brennan Thompson, right? Brennan Thompson, every time he's in there, he makes plays. He separates himself from the defender, and he makes a deep threat play. Maybe he is your replacement for Andre Anthony on a quick, deep threat route. We want to see more of that. And, of course, I want to see the running backs do work. I want to see them get back to some normalcy of what we see at Oklahoma. However, it might take a while. So you might have to rely a little bit more on your passing game. And as the running game continues to get together, you're going to play your matchups, right? There's a team that does not run the ball well or not, does not defend the running game well. Maybe you play Sexton that game, right? Let your running backs eat. But in a game like this, where Oklahoma State does not defend the passing game well, you want to take advantage of that. You want to get these receivers hot again. You want to get DG hot again. Hey, if you could get him to 27 or 2,800 yards in this game overall on the season, you like where DG will be sitting. So, guys, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what y'all's thoughts are. If you haven't already, make sure you're joining the discussion. Jump down in the comments below. And, you guys, if you haven't already, make sure you do one, one thing for me. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe button. And, again, join the discussion.